0: Welcome to On the Record with Tiffany. There are heroes throughout San Antonio, men and women that go the extra mile to make lives better. During the next hour, you'll be inspired as we introduce you to these unsung heroes. And now, here's your host, Tiffany Jones-Smith.
1: All right. Welcome to On the Record with Kevin and... Tiffany <laughs> on 930 a.m. Home of conservative talk radio where the identity is black. The republic, The party is Republican. You don't like that one, do you?
2: And Kevin isn't it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's
1: go. All right. So we're having a little fun here. All right. So Tiffany, this is our second uh we've been discussing uh, at our house we've been discussing the Ohio uh, train derailment. Yes. Right? Uh, yes. quite a bit. And then other other uh other man made Well it
2: just it, it just uh highlights or I guess punctuates what is happening in uh, in the United States, across systems, especially when you have uh, profit mm-hmm. over people, yeah, you can have profitability. Uh, there's nothing wrong with profitability, but when profitability is elevated over safety,
1: mm-hmm.
2: over communities, yep, over over uh, em- employee safety. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's problematic
1: it is problematic you know the one thing that just drives me just to the brink right is i hate a couple of th- I, hate, I hate a couple of statistical phrases i hate disproportionate i hate the term uh it's only because right now the big defending the de- big defense of the train companies is well 99.9 percent of the time they deliver safely right they deliver safely the right train. the trains do and that's mm-hmm. true right but it's that 0.1% that when when they don't deliver safety, the magnitude of that is huge. And is humongous. that the
2: real statistic, or are they just saying? That?
1: I looked it up, and I, that is a real statistic. That like ninety nine percent of the it, time, you
2: no, know, I got a question mark.
1: Yeah, but, next if, you, but if you look at it, it's approximately ninety nine percent of the time uh, the trains are delivering safely without derailment, right? Mm-hmm. But it's the it's, but it's that percent of time that when they don't deliver safely, it has a huge magnitude. And so what? I, and you know, can
2: that and can the uh the times when they're not delivering safely can can those be reduced because it doesn't matter if 99% of the time they're delivered the trains deliver safely when you actually could have closer to you know a a total. So, you you see what I'm yeah, saying? So, like yeah, like I if, if you don't have a, if if you have 800 train derailments, uh-huh. but you could actually have 400 train derailments uh-huh. instead of the 800 by simply putting some safety uh-huh. measures in place. Yeah. Uh, then then looking at this in terms of percentages, uh-huh. it, it's not that's that's but, not a fair assessment. We're talking about human even, lives. We're talking about communities. We're but, talking about the environment.
1: But you don't want, I don't want to have that part of the discussion. That's, that right there is a red herring. They want you to walk into that frame on percentage because if you talk to the average American, the average American is going to tell you, oh, 99 out of 100 times, that's good. But that's not, right? So that's how the, the, uh, most people will walk into that debate. But mine is the magnitude and, and how the decision was made. Let me explain it to you, right? So the decision is made. They know that 99 out of 100 times the train's gonna deliver safely. It's the 1% time that they, it's, they the one time that it's, it's the doesn't. one time that it doesn't. And then they judge the magnitude by dollar amount. They judge the magnitude by how much is the attorney going to cost us? How much is it going to cost us for the cleanup? How much is it going to cost us to silence the people impacted by it? Which is why they go into these rural areas, right? So as long as that cost is less than the profit that they're going to be making, they judge it as an acceptable risk. Last week we discussed, right, are you an acceptable risk? Because it's in a rural area, right? Right. So, therefore, that's how they judge the acceptability of the risk. So don't get caught up into the 99 out of 100 times it gets there safely. It's the 1 out of 100 that it doesn't get there safely. And what is the magnitude and impact in terms of the impact to the community that it's going to have in, right? They got to clean up the soil. They they got to – the soil is contaminated. The water is contaminated, Right.
2: You know, what I so, find interesting is when you talk to to uh, all of us regular folks, you start yeah. talking to other people, and people are like, oh, they're, you know, they're scrambling. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do. No, they're not actually scrambling. They're, they're not actually trying to figure out what mm-hmm. they're going to do. They know exactly what they're going to do. They've had actuaries figure this out. They've put a dollar amount on the heads of the people that are in these communities mm-hmm. and decided... Hey, we could probably get through one of these things even once the news dies back off. It's going to cost us X. Yeah. It's going to cost us X per family. That's yeah. what the average cost will be. So it'll cost us this amount to clean up the mess. Mm-hmm. It'll cost us this amount to uh uh get the stuff away. We'll try to we'll try to put it closer to where Where the the site is like they've made decisions like that.
1: Yeah. They've already
2: made all those decisions. That's why when this occurred, you saw they had a whole little army of foot soldiers that were mm -hmm. going door to door. Like how would one plan something so something like that? How would one have 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 come together in that manner? Because they've planned it. They know exactly Exactly. what they are going to do Mm -hmm. when something like this happens because Risk management says, hey, just do these things and get your most sincere faces out there and just keep saying the same thing. We're here till the end. Yeah, so till the end of the news coverage. Yeah,
1: and so here's mm-hmm. the here's the most annoying thing to me. Right, it's not that we don't have the technology to to uh, to lure these things and prevent these things from happening. It's not that we don't have smart people who are capable of figuring it out. We have all those things, right? We have smart people. We have smart technology that can dramatically reduce these things, right? Dramatically reduce them. Dramatically reduce the impact. That could but
2: dramatically it, reduce the incidents. That could dramatically impa- reduce the loss of, of life, the loss of animals, the, the impact on the environment. And yet
1: we don't do anything. And here's why. Here's mm-hmm. why. Here's why. Because the, corp- the leadership and the corp- executive leadership of a corporation, their number one group of people that they have to satisfy are the shareholders. Know that that Their is the fact. Fiduciary responsibility that is part. Is to them. It's to it's to the shareholders. That's that right. is a part of the neoliberal system, and I'm okay with that being a part of it, right? Mm-hmm. But we as well, consumers that, have that, to be aware of that. Now well, you disagree. I, I don't
2: know if I would start labeling stuff neoliberal, but I will say that that is a part of a for-profit business. Your 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 shareholders you know if it's pu- a public publicly traded company as in this north. in this this case mm-hmm. we're talking about here your your fiduciary responsibility is to the shareholders it's not to the EPA it's not to the people in the community mm-hmm. it's to the shareholders yep. and the shareholders want profits
1: okay how much money do you think uh uh north folk southern what was their annual revenue last year in 2022
2: I don't know. You know, they billion. said they, they, that they were strapped. That's why they can't, well, can't well, put these brakes in there.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's they made, see. They made $12 a little bit over $12 billion in revenue. $12
2: Four, billion dollars doesn't sound too strapped to put some brakes in.
1: 14% increase. In 2021, they made mm-hmm. eleven, a little bit over $11 billion in revenue. So year over 13%. year, how much
2: increase have they had so, over the last five years?
1: Over the last five years, roughly each year, they increased roughly about 13% in their revenue.
2: Okay. And then, uh, so and that translates to billions of dollars. Yep. Not a dime of which could be mm-hmm. put on brakes because we can't be doing nothing like spending our money and, on brakes. And
1: then for you people who are who are like, hey, mm-hmm. that's revenue, what's the bottom line? Bottom line, they made three point a little bit over three billion dollars in net income uh in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty one, and roughly about uh two billion dollars. And so their bottom line, they made two billion in 2020, three billion in 2021, and another 3.25 billion in 2022.
2: And we're all supposed to be the Hicks, yeah. The, ignorant, and everybody the in, ignorance. ignorant. And then here's
1: the other thing that, that that the experts say that the brakes, it's an electronic brake system that causes the system to slow down more readily, right? Mm-hmm. Right. The experts are saying that's a, that's the right system to have. Mm-hmm. They opt for, and I, I use the words of the, of of several people an antiquated world uh, antiquated civil war brake system, yeah that stops each train each train car individually versus stopping them all together at the same time, right, and so they opt out for that. They opt to make the money Be- to increase their revenues and their income over the safety of the community. And people are, oh, that's not what it is. That's not what it is. Mm, yeah, yeah it, is. it seems like it. it
2: right? Seems like and they've that. done
1: the numbers because of the communities that they drive through or generally, I say drive through, that they're going through are generally rural communities, right? Low populations, right? It's an acceptable risk because
2: 99% of the time. In their estimation. In their it's estimation. An acceptable risk. Yeah. And in their estimation. Our lives are dispensable. People who are middle class and working class, this is why there's so much anger in the middle and working class because – and it's why you hear people saying we've been forgotten. It's because of situations like this. It it really is. You you come in, destroy this community.
1: Yeah, it's destroyed. And then – and put you, up
2: put up nothing but smoke but they're gonna, they're going to
1: hide behind they're going to hide behind legal terms right because uh it, it's difficult to prove uh, uh liable it's extremely mm-hmm. difficult to prove
2: telling people while their eyes are stinging and throats are tickling that the, water's that, okay. the that it's that the air is fine telling people while their pets are dead 40 40,000 wildlife in the 5 mile radius dead mm-hmm. and the stench has to be has to be terrible telling them Oh, it's all. You know, this is.
1: And here's the shameful you, part: The
2: well, water is good to drink. You're looking at dead fish. But here's but the, but the well water is your but, pet's dead. But, 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 but the here's the well shameful part, though, w- Tiffany. Okay to drink.
1: Here's the shameful part, right? The our party is saying, and eh, hold on, let's not make decisions. Uh, irrationally uh, across
2: <laughs> the board, that everybody's everybody that is political. They're always going to – this is why we say you have to have your own voice. Mm-hmm. You cannot walk into any political party and just go along to get along because you will get flattened. So
1: here is the insight. Surprise, no lives matter. I don't care if you're white or black. Your life does not matter in the eyes of most institutions. If we cannot organize ourselves around true conservative principles, right, the unelected, the, those people who we've never heard their names, they're making decisions that impact our lives. So once again, surprise, no lives matter.
2: It's not lives that matter. It's greenbacks that matter. Dollars matter. So if your life is up against some bucks, you might as well consider yourself Dispensable. And you've been listening to On The Record with Tiffany and Kevin, where we give it to you straight. No chasing. We are doing a special campaign at Texas Kidney Foundation to get your kidneys checked. It is called Silent But Deadly because kidney disease is a silent but deadly killer. And we need you to go to our website, silentbutdeadly.org. Take a 12 question test, and we will send you a kit to your house. Get your kidneys checked at silentbutdeadly.org.
1: And we're back with On the Record with Kevin and,
2: and with Tiffany and Kevin. You keep trying to put yourself first. Well, you keep cutting me off
1: from time <laughs> to time, what?
2: <laughs> See. All right. Watch, you know what? When, when uh, a whole bunch of people are coming at you for your toxic masculinity,
1: <laughs> <You're funny. laughs> don't
2: call me to defend you.
1: All right. This is all playful. But let's. we talked about, the, you know, we ended the last segment, surprise, no lives matter, right? Because oftentimes—not oftentimes—, not oftentimes all of the time, right? There is technology, there's all this stuff that could that could uh, that could uh, reduce or even eliminate most things that, that most of these man made things, things that are happening. They shouldn't be happen because of profit.
2: We may not have solutions, but we definitely have interventions for mm-hmm. a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing in health care. We have interventions, yet those interventions are going to interrupt. They will be disruptors to Mm-hmm. The profit system, so the profiteers they're not trying to hear that, yeah
1: that that is, and so the
2: profiteers are going to do everything they can to drag their feet or to just simply stall mm-hmm. whatever is happening, they will go against it, put together lobby groups, mm-hmm. lobbyists by this group, that group, et cetera, yeah. and folks that you think that should be supporting you are the not group? i mean look at us, we're looking at this right now. Who's showing up there? EPA. EPA's there. Who are they protecting? Because it's it's not not us. It's not the the people of Palestine. But
1: think about this, right, Tiffany? So the group that Northfolk belongs to, they belong to a, uh, to a railroad, uh, uh, group. Everyone has their own special group, right? That particular group gave six million dollars to political campaigns and parties, right? To stop, uh, the implementation of, uh, of those electronic, uh, trains.
2: You mean electronic right. braking right.
1: system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, they stopped that. Right? Mm-hmm. They shed, it's called the American Association of Railroads. I got it right. So the American Association of Railroads gave $6 million, a little bit over $6
2: million, to the political parties, to, across everyone, right? And see, that's what, that's what happens. That, that's the thing I'm saying. The, and people I, have to be in the party, whatever party they're choosing, mm-hmm. but you have to know what it is. What the outcome is that you want for your community because there are factions that are there giving money to both sides. Mm -hmm. Their goal is always the same to perpetuate whatever it is that they're Mm -hmm. doing. It is always related to money. And continuing the flow of money in their direction. And so, we're
1: not against money. We're not against we're capitalism. We're not against capitalism. We are for
2: capitalism. We are We are against profiteers. There's a difference between profiteers and capitalists. Yeah. Profiteers are doing exactly what you see Right over here in the palace.
1: Remember on this week's well this show will be on next on on next Thursday. But remember I said that what they're gonna do is they're gonna throw a race out. Right. They're gonna Mm. go, Hey, race, right? And that and your your people from the View Right, threw out race and and said the people in Palestine, like Ohio, the, view, be quiet. the people. I don't like the view. Some most of the time, the people. Uh, so Joy Behar, is that the lady's name, the comedian? Mm-hmm. She threw out that the people of Palestine, Ohio, brought this on themselves. Can you believe that? No,
2: they didn't bring it on themselves because, because they voted
1: don't. for because they vote Republican. And see
2: this, which is crap. Whenever I look at, at places Remember, like Palestine, race. Palestine and Jackson. Mississippi, two different issues. Mm-hmm. One is water. One is is. Well, they're all uh, water is, now. <laughs> is, yeah. One is train derailment. Um, this is about shortcuts. Yep. This is about profiteers and 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 making the choice that's going to make them more money in the end and rolling the dice on people's lives. Yep. That's what this is these groups should be uniting against what's happening systemically across all of these different businesses. But why sectors. do you think that doesn't happen, Tiffany? Because of of uh these red herring arguments yep. that highlight race and I'm not saying there's not uh racist aspects. There are racist aspects to all kinds of stuff. But the real problem here is the profiteers. Is yep. people making decisions mm-hmm. so they can make some extra money this quarter.
1: Yeah, and, and then—
2: Putting lives on the line to do that. And
1: here, are the, here are the facts, right? So, what North Folk, Fork, uh Northfolk Southern did was they did share buybacks. They, uh, they did uh, these million dollar bonuses to uh, to the executives. Oh yeah, right. They did huge amounts of things back to those individuals because that. Is their objective? That is the nature. That is the objective. That is the financial fiduciary responsibility of the corporation. It is to the shareholders. It is yeah. not to
2: us. It's not to us. It simply isn't. Now, I don't know who the EPA is responsible to. Well, but the EPA don't really is sound
1: bought- like it's the people. Well, I'm going to go ahead and just say it. the EPA is bought by the railroad, uh, the American Association of Railroads. They are because that's who they're giving money. They're giving money to the politicians. Then the politicians put these people. In there, so we have people who we have not elected, who are having this huge impact on our day to day lives, Mm -hmm. huge,
2: unbelievable impact,
1: right? And so we always talk about this, right? So yeah, that's
2: why that's why regular people like us get pissed off because here you are going about your day to day life, a train derailment happens in your community. And then you get to find out about the underbelly of society, which is the real underbelly of society. It's not poor people, as we have been led mm-hmm. to believe. It's not poor people. The real underbelly of society is big business taking advantage of the little guy. Mm-hmm. And, That's what the real underbelly is here. Yeah, right? and so and, and being allowed to do so, being allowed to do so. You, if if you went out and did some of the stuff we've seen big business do you'd be in a whole lot of trouble. Go out and, and uh, get all your neighbors addicted to, dr- to drugs. Keep selling it to them. Then double down on it and sell them some more of the stuff. Right? And see if you go to jail. But the opioid crisis, which was put together, this, this which came straight out of pharma. Mm-hmm. We didn't, out of, we bad pharma, out huh? of bad pharma. Out mm-hmm. of bad pharma. Out of bad pharma. Because there's great pharma out there, but there's bad pharma. This was a terrible idea. hmm uh, instituted and perpetrate, perpetuated by by uh, profiteers nefarious ca- profiteers, mm-hmm. and yet we don't see any of those people in jail.
1: No, they're not going to be in jail. That's
2: crazy. Uh, but your cousin so, Mickey will be in jail for selling meth.
1: And see, here's the deal, though, right? Is that if, if someone tells me that I am a lefty for seeing these facts. Your cousin uh, Mike
2: will be in jail for
1: selling Oxycontin. You are not very bright, right? Because you and I can't do that as, as people. We can't do what these individuals are doing. This These are facts. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. who's, who's telling you it. It's simply facts. Like, these really, are we, the facts.
2: We have got to open our eyes to the profiteers. Look at the profiteers because, you know, the thing about it is that what's difficult for us as regular folks is that we have always been taught to be black and white. You are either right or wrong. You like somebody. You don't like somebody. We're not used to what profiteers do. Mm-hmm. They come smiling in your face, you know, while not telling you mm-hmm. that your your kidneys are declining. Right. Yeah. They're looking you in the face, telling you, I'm just, a, you know, i I've gotten a kidney transplant, and I'm a nurse and i just i just love Jesus the Lord you everybody you meanwhile they know, they know they <laughs> know this these same people. Let me tell you my powerful story Meanwhile, they know doggone well that there are s g l t two eyes They've known for ten years, and, and to heard her them it, mention right? it because yeah. they've been they getting paid, honey. So let me let me
1: give a quote from a friend of mine, right? Good friend of mine. Uh, I, I, he spell checks a lot of my stuff because my spelling is off. His is better than mine, and he always says he says this, right? He says if the profit margins are large enough, if the, if the profits are large enough, then and if I don't have to bear the downside of the risk, it's acceptable. It's an acceptable risk. If the profit is large enough and I personally or the person making the decision doesn't have to suffer the loss, then it is acceptable based on the probability mm-hmm. of it occurring. And we're now, we're I, just not I, well, used on. to hold on. We're not used to the order. Let's let's walk through what I actually said there. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just I'm it is I'm making a decision that's not going to impact my life personally in any type of way. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know that I'm going to make a profit out of it. And I know that if there is an issue, I can resolve it at a low cost Mm -hmm. and still not impact my profit.
2: And that is why we say that 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 our lives are dispensable to them. Our lives are dispensable to them. They're a OK as long as they get the profit. So
1: our listeners out there, don't take the bait of, hey, Race. Hey, mm-hmm. it's a race
2: issue. Keep, you follow that money trail. Yeah. And don't take the smile. I just look. Don't take that bull. Because yeah. we've taken it long enough. And look at where we're at. We we have poor health care. We got things like these train derailments happening. Yeah, and that's, Over 800 train derailments. That is going to be a huge
1: recovery. They're never going to recover from that. I don't think. Yeah, I wouldn't the, go to that city. The
2: community, the community is going to take a long time for the community, just the wildlife, for all of it to be cleaned up. Yeah.
1: And I know some of our favorite. And it's never
2: going to be the same.
1: And I know some of our favorite Republicans and Democratic pundits are out there saying, no, it's going to be OK. Uh, if you look in the faces of these researchers, listen to the language that the researchers say. Remember on ABC, that mm-hmm. one researcher from John yeah, Hopkins?
2: Go, go look at the people that don't when have a When they asked him, they quarter. said,
1: would you go back to this city? He said, I wouldn't go back to this city at any time.
2: That was you know story. what? What I found interesting is that these executives, you know, are sitting there taking a drink of the water. Oh, we'll take a sip. Of this I think water. they already it's have bottled water. Drink. They brought bottled water. Sitting there, looking at them, going, "Hmm." Yeah. Nothing about you seems sincere. When you, they bring, you already lied to these. When people. they
1: bring the president into that, when they bring the president to that to that small city in that area, when they bring him there, then you'll know the levels. The chemical levels are down low enough to bring somebody back in when they bring the president in because he has all of those devices and everything that measure the air and everything, then you'll know that it's that it's safe. But in the meantime, they're telling the citizens of Palestine, Ohio, Palestine, Ohio
2: it's okay. It's okay. Y'all got to be fine.
1: So uh, just remember... We are right?
2: here till the end. <laughs> Whenever and, you hear, we are we're in it. We're just all in it together from the people that are <laughs> that are actually profiting from uh. from you know I, I guess I'm I'm uh, jaded because I've I sat here I've been bamboozled. Uh, I was bamboozled for years by uh, the medical industry professionals there who who say the same thing you know and all they're all they're doing is is racking up more dollars for themselves and, so let's
1: end it as we'll go into that in the next let's end this with a quote by Malcolm X it's not that they're smarter than us they're just better organized than we are
2: yep we're getting there.
1: And you've been listening to On the Record with Kevin and Tiffany on 930 AM, The Answer, home of conservative talk radio.
2: Anti-profiteers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you're back with On the Record with Kevin and...
2: Tiffany. <laughs> Tiffany and Kevin. <laughs> well, we've had an oh. intense conversation, but I would like to switch things up to this month is... Kidney Month, right? National Kidney Month. Like yes. World
1: Kidney Month, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't
2: it? Yes. Well, World Kidney Day is the 9th, uh, 9th mm-hmm. of March. Um, so what te- we
1: got going on? Let's just Oh, some, man, some-
2: we've got some great stuff happening Talk with Texas Kidney Foundation. You know, uh, we are health care disruptors in the kidney space. We, disruptors.
1: We are, I like that.
2: Well, we are because we, we actually do something <laughs> about early detection. It's not early detection. I'm just all about it. No, it's not. That's not it for us. <laughs> we actually do something about it. Go what are into, some the things we're doing there? Um, well, we have brought the latest technology, the best technology, mm-hmm. to our constituents. Yep. here
1: in Barrie And we County, bring Texas. free testing. Mm-hmm.
2: And we've been able to do that because of the wonderful, illustrious Fabulous, <laughs> Commissioner Rebecca Clay Flores. RCF. Right. Yes, we call her RCF uh, at home behind her back. Uh, <laughs> and also, just the County Commissioner,
1: here she's in Bear, just
2: amazing. And
1: then the, the the County Commissioners at in Bear County overall, right? Have been yeah, I mean, each of one of the th- commissioners mm-hmm. has
2: been uh, amazing to us. Uh, commissioner Justin Rodriguez. He he came in and just shared his personal connection to Mm -hmm. kidney disease, they have all stood with Texas Kidney Foundation Mm -hmm. uh, in bringing early detection to (laughs) to Bear County, and we brought in some some technology that had never been here before. I think it's a good
1: example, right? And what most people don't realize is that the University Health Care System here is like one of the best. uh, It's a county hospital, believe it or not, Mm -hmm. and it's one of the best uh, county hospitals in the state of Texas. It's one of the best in the the country. Yeah, it's one of the best in the country. And so, uh, but good place. And I know we've been bagging on people here the, the first. Two but episodes,
2: we, we, but you know, the the beauty of of where we live and what we, the reason why we're able to see, uh, what's happening and and the negativity that's mm-hmm. out there is because we have such a positive community that we get to enjoy. We have some of the best doctors in the country here. Mm-hmm. We have some of the best uh, hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, organizations here, yep. uh, University Health being uh, one of those is a really good one. leads. Yeah, w- I mean, s- we seriously, but I still get to th- benefit from but even that. With,
1: but even with that, there still has to be an outside party holding people accountable for processes yeah. and systems that don't work quite well for the general for the population of people that yeah. they serve.
2: I, well, for us, what we do is bring early detection testing, free testing mm-hmm. to uh, underserved. Communities. Yep. And um, it's a very specialized uh, um, field to be in mm-hmm. because there aren't very many uh, organizations that do that. And, and we are passionate about, about doing so. I
1: would never guess that we were passionate about any of that stuff. Right?
2: <laughs> our never. commissioners yeah. uh, just believed in, in our passion mm-hmm. and our purpose. Yeah. And we're willing to say, you know what, we'll put uh, money behind this because we know that this particular group of people, this niche mm-hmm. market, if you will, uh, they they need trusted yeah. allies. And, and that's what Texas Kidney Foundation offer. is. And here's the
1: thing, right? So I tend to be more numbers, Tiffany's numbers as well, but I generally focus strictly on numbers. Yeah. In Bear County alone, diabetes uh, is the number eight killer of people in our population. Uh, and then the number nine is cardiovascular disease. And then the number 10 is uh, chronic kidney disease, right? And when, when you say it's, when we say it's a silent but deadly killer, it is silent. You people, most people don't present symptoms until, it's, until they're Way into like Until the latter stages, stages right? of of kidney disease, and then the other mm-hmm. part of it that we're that we're banging a drum on right is that uh, is the deficit. It, it's a of deficit. There is a gap between uh, when people are diagnosed, mm-hmm. right, and versus what, what the tests are showing, and so and then it's mostly with PCPs who don't have a lot of knowledge about chronic kidney disease.
2: Well, it, it's there is a we don't. We think of the word diagnosis as, as as soon as somebody sees that you have this disease, they tell you right. They tell you that's like that's cancer. that's what what a the reg a regular person. That's what us regular folks mm-hmm. think, but in kidney disease. A kidney patient is not diagnosed until they're in stage three kidney disease for three months. That's yeah. what the that's what the recommendation. That's when they meet, that's when they
1: meet the definition of uh, uh, of the to rec- be diagnosed.
2: That best practices. Uh-huh. That's what best practices are. In actuality, what happens is people generally don't get diagnosed until they're in stage four. Well, right now we have like we were discussing. But when you're in stage
1: months, four, you've lost about what? you've
2: lost significant kidney function, yeah. but. Like we were discussing previously, mm-hmm. uh, we have tools and mechanisms that can help. Oh, you yeah, unbelievable. Early, but they must be applied. So there is a family of drugs called SGLT2Is. And they are the brand names that you would know would be um, Jardiance, Farsiga, Evocana. Uh, those are three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're not being paid by any of these people. I wish they were. But anyway, those three drugs slow down or stop the progression of kidney disease, but they must be administered
1: in stages one and two, in
2: stages one, two, and three to to be the most effective.
1: And then we know that there's a population of people that those drugs are ideal for: people who have diabetes, people who have high blood pressure, Mm -hmm. or people who have a combination of that. Phenomenal results, right? and their well, guidelines their guidelines have been established by super smart people people who have four digit IQs but right now
2: what is happening is that practitioners are being told to monitor the best practices are to monitor in stages 1 2 and 3 until you have the well the way that's being interpreted is they're monitoring without informing the patient yeah. often without informing the patient and and that is a mistake.
1: Yeah, there's a deficit though but there's a deficit in the information and knowledge that patients know and Mm -hmm. the data bears that out. So I often get people So patients
2: have to ask.
1: Well, hold on. So I often get emails from people and I know they're from the healthcare industry uh, who say, uh, who are you guys to be putting this information out? I'm not making a medical diagnosis I'm not telling people what their health is I'm telling people what the data says the data from the smart people at the NIDDK say the data from the smart people at all of at the uh, at the association of nephrologists say those individuals say that the people that should be screened in hospitals and practices for sure are people who have diabetes, high blood pressure or a combination of the three that those three people are the at the greatest risk of doing it. Right. So that's what the smart people say.
2: And what we're saying is that hospitals and practices should, should be have a plan,
1: but most don't
2: should have a plan for early detection screening
1: and so they want to put the the, the, the response the onus and the responsibility back on the patient mm-hmm. right which is what drives me crazy so I as a patient have to go in and educate myself and know and not even we're not even talking about understanding of the kidney which is extremely complex and Very I would even com- try complicated right but they mm-hmm. want me to understand the given process in which these decisions are being made in order for me to act Ask the questions
2: because most people don't know that uh, that it is perfectly fine mm-hmm. and it, it best practices acceptable for your practitioner to see that disease at stage one and two and watch you progress. And not tell you. on forward and not tell you anything. And
1: the reason they state, and remind me, Tiffany, in in the YouTube video, I want to put a, I want to put a link to a video from a a training done by Cadigo, uh, the Kidney Mm -hmm. Dialysis Improvement Global Outcome. I think that's what it stands for, Mm -hmm. right? I want to put a link in there in which this doctor just flat out says that in 2019, when they were having a Cadigo meeting in Mexico City, they had uh, patient advocates there saying, hey, Patients want to know the information. Patients want to know the information, and then the the physician standing up and saying, "No, I really don't want to worry my patient with that information, and that's mm-hmm. my right to do so." Mm-hmm. Right. So unelected mm-hmm. people having an impact on my life that I bear the responsibility and qua- and consequent and consequences right for the outcomes.
2: Well, right? well my quality of life Is could be completely into. decimated. Mm-hmm. By a decision that somebody else has made, and I didn't even get input? A decision made about mm-hmm. my health, and I didn't get input? <clears throat> That's unacceptable.
1: Yeah. You want to see some really, you want to meet some really angry people. People get angry over Talk them. to someone who's recently been gone into, who has, what? Well, I think they're crashing into. I, yeah, They call it, who has crashed into end-stage renal disease and is now on dialysis. Those individuals are hostile. Yeah, especially
2: people who have been under, care, under a doctor's yeah. care, and then all of a sudden they're in end-stage renal disease. Yeah. And, and you're like, well, well, what happened? Oh, yeah! You, you happened. You you didn't eat you right. Asked you asked didn't you do. Know. You didn't do what you were supposed to do. You should have. You well, you should have asked. Meanwhile, if you look at the year over year, mm-hmm. this person was steadily declining, and nothing was said. Nothing was said, and there is data to support that when patients are told that they, that their health is in peril. And that if they continue down a particular ju- trajectory, mm-hmm. they will end up in end-stage in renal disease, X, Y, Z, whatever, that people will start to make adjustments. Give people the opportunity to make adjustments and, to. and decisions about their health.
1: They're not going to. And I'll tell you Well, they I mean. haven't been. They, haven't, they been. haven't been. So the last 30 years, right? Haven't e- been.
2: And and see, I get annoyed with, the, with these uh, so-called patient advocates because I say the same thing. Who are you advocating for? Because if you are a medical professional, you're a nurse, you're a nurse who's received a transplant. You understand this industry. So you know this information. And if you've been in the game, the kidney space, for 30 years— so I'm tired of these bootleg nurses who who oh who, who come up, you know, because there are some amazing nurses out there. And then to have somebody that's claiming to be an advocate that's claiming to be on your side, looking you in the eye and smiling in your face, knowing that this is what is happening. And you, you hear radio silence on this subject from them. They're not telling you, oh, by the way, you should probably ask these questions. We'll 30 catch. years of this and you you had oh, you oh, just oh. figured this out hold oh some, my Jesus some that, I didn't know
1: hold some of that fire for the last Jesus, segment Jesus
2: didn't tell me
1: Tiffany hold some of that fire for the next segment mm-hmm. we'll bring it up and you've been listening to On The Record with Kevin uh, and Tiffany on 930 I AM mean, The Jesus, Answer mm-hmm. home of conservative talk radio
2: <laughs> check us out at On The Record with Tiffany on YouTube and all you have to do is look up On the Record with Tiffany, and you will get to listen to us talk about freedom, opportunity, growth, and progress. If you like what we're talking about, or if you don't, check us out on YouTube, On the Record with Tiffany, and listen to what we have to say, because we can guarantee you we're going to spark some debate at your house just like at ours. And you're back
1: on with Kevin and Tiff, with on the record with Kevin and Tiffany on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, home of conservative talk radio. All right, Tiffany, let me. Let me set you up here on, on this next segment. Okay. So we have been talking about uh, really just based on really kind of leapfrogging off of the Palestine, Ohio uh, derailment, right? As a, a, It just highlights the example of people make decisions for you who don't have your best interest at heart, mm-hmm. who oftentimes have profit in mind. Profiteers. Right? So I'm going to give you a stat real quick. And their minions. And their minions. So according to the United States renal data system right? United States Renal Dat- Data System. And that's an organization that's with the federal government, and they collect data out the wazoo about end-stage renal disease, the different causes and everything, and they have more data than you could ever think about, right? But mm-hmm. according to them, their data, right? Very accurate two, data. Very accurate data from mm-hmm. 2009 to 2020, right? It's like 10, 11 years, right? 2009 and 2020, literally just to Medicare, not private insurance. Just to Medicare, Medicare has spent over 400 billion dollars on end-stage renal disease. That includes uh, dialysis. That includes all the various uh, infections in in, 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 in in inpatient, outpatient. The whole enchilada, right, $400 billion over a 10-, 11-year period.
2: And that's just dialysis. That's no, just, no, 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 that's, that that's that's includes just it all.
1: That's just, that includes dialysis. That includes everything that Medicare has that paid, Medicare is paid, not private insurance. Private insurance uh, for one session at a dialysis clinic, one session at a dialysis clinic is $4,000. If you, yes. have, you have to be there three days a week, you're looking at $12,000 a week. a week for dialysis wow. with private insurance. So, so if I were Uncle Abe, right, and I'm going on the extreme, I would say, Kevin and Tiffany, these people don't have a motivation to bring out new medications or new therapeutics because that's going to interfere with their money, right? Not everybody, but well, enough people who are doing it to where it does have an impact. Enough people are, uh, and the, it's going to influence the way they advocate for you. 80% right?
2: of, of uh in stage renal disease, according to uh, the data, could be prevented. Yeah. It could be, the the disease could be managed mm-hmm. so that people do not go into in stage renal yeah. disease. And that's now, st- if it were that, with the SGLT2Is, that is a, it's a huge it is change. a, it is a, can be done there's just so much that so so many positives to this uh,
1: Let me give you some more data. Well, so some more data, right? So that's the new SGLT2 inhibitors, right? And then there are also there's a class of med- med- medication called ACE inhibitors, and there's an ARB, right? And so if these two medications are given in the early stages of chronic kidney disease, stages one and two with people who have diabetes, uh, hypertension, et cetera, right, who have a high albuminuria number. Right, uh, a UACR, That's what that. That's what it's called. The mm-hmm. test is called. It's albumin to creatinine ratio. Mm-hmm. Right. If they have a high number over thirty, no mm-hmm. matter what their eGFR is on the early stages, if they're given that medication, they should be given that medication. It is part of the guidelines. To the guidelines that
2: say that. Right. Uh, this is not us. Uh, us. Uh, we're not doctors. We're telling you what the guidelines. That any of you can look up and read, and we will put the links in our on our YouTube yeah. so you can go look it up yourself.
1: Oh, if they, they should be given that medicine according to the guidelines, right? Unless there's something else going on that the doctor can identify and verbally A articulate. A
2: medical reason, mm-hmm, right? not I don't feel like my patient's ready for Consist- it.
1: And that medicine has been out for 30 years, mm-hmm. three decades. You're talking and about was, ACEs and ARBs. ACEs and ARBs for 30 mm-hmm. years, right? Less mm-hmm. than 50% of the, it of goes the people who qualify. It usually goes from 48 to 50 each year. Of the people who qualify who should receive that medicine, less than 50% of those people get that medicine. Mm-hmm. Less than
2: 50% get that medicine. They're, they just presented uh, a, a poster was presented at, at American Society of Nephrology's conference uh, that said that only 1.26% mm-hmm. of nephrologists, that's kidney doctors, mm-hmm are writing prescriptions for the SGLT2is that is a very very important poster because what they were saying and what everyone has been mm-hmm. talking about across the world not just here in the United States yep. is that uh these drugs are game changers yeah. you have cardiologists talking about them because of the uh because of the positive effects um On the cardiovascular system. I mean, diabetes, it's, it's a game changer for diabetes because that's what the drugs were actually created for was diabetes. But it's, and it's and the kidney protecting properties. I mean, it's it. it the medications is all around are doing, out there, doing very well. Right? And, and, and and it's a, and, and the tablets are small. small yeah, tablets. and the
1: data and this is all data from uh, the U.S. The United States Renal Data System. Right, they we know who the people are. We've known since forever in the last three decades. We know the people who are at high risk for chronic kidney disease, and there are people with diabetes, there are people with high blood pressure, and there are people who have a combination of the two. Mm-hmm. We know those group of so people are at from, high risk, from, right? From
2: an accurate data source. So,
1: and then we also mm-hmm. know, right, that those three groups of people, right, though, no matter who you are, no matter what you look like, race, creed, color, doesn't matter. If you're in one of those three categories, you should be at the minimum. If you have getting diabetes,
2: two. hypertension,
1: but at the minimum, you need to get two kidney. Uh, uh, have two kidney exams a year, right? And mm-hmm. by that, at the minimum, get what your uh, eGFR number is and what your albumin to creatinine ratio number is, yeah, right? You
2: should have those. And there are guidelines around
1: the medication that you should be mm-hmm. receiving.
2: So you want to have a have right? a renal panel? No, okay. you
1: don't want a renal. You can get a renal panel, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, what I would get would be those two numbers. Mm-hmm. I would yes. get those two numbers, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the renal panel is good; it gives the doctor more information. But those but you, two kidney you, you, numbers, but you've got to
2: get those. You've got to get, you've got to check your urine and your blood.
1: Yeah, I agree. You've but, got to check but your but urine. How many and your people blood. do you think who are who have high blood pressure? I say diabetes. But how many we, of those people receive an al, uh, uh, an albumin? But album?
2: what we we are experiencing is that people are getting people are getting tests. They're not being told by their practitioner they're being told things like just like uh I was just talking to a friend and uh their relative was being told you're you're good. Mm-hmm. You're good. Your kidneys are fine. They're functioning fine. No numbers, no specifics. And then here we are sitting here now with the same uh practitioner saying you're in stage 4 kidney disease. And it's like, okay, so I show up this year and you're telling me I'm in stage 4 kidney mm-hmm. disease and I've been coming here and seeing you for the last fifteen years, but
1: mm-hmm. well, your friend, your your, your, your your that friend's friend is is one of the fortunate people because mm-hmm. most people aren't getting that. It's mm-hmm. only fifty two or so percent of the people who have uh, who have uh, who have uh, uh, diabetes are getting the test that can actually show the damage to their kidneys. Yeah, which is the uh, the ab- the. Uh, the ACR because I'm going to be better. Albumin
2: creatinine ratio yes. test. Yes, Tiffany says mm-hmm. it's better.
1: It's a tongue twister for me. But that the, that group of people getting that test, it's, a, it, it's only it's less than half of those people mm-hmm. with and, diabetes. And we
2: bring we've brought ACRs, new ACRs, mm-hmm. uh, to the United States with Healthy IO, and I'm I'm happy to report that I you know we were just looking at at you know what Healthy IO is doing because their leadership. Uh, we talk to their leadership regularly because uh, we believe that there should be that this should be done uh, in Medicaid and Medicare. That that the population should be sent. Let, let me explain the test. The test is can be sent to your home and taken um, at your home. You get the, you get the results at home. Uh, the the provider gets the result wherever they are. We utilize these tests as well. We, we were a part of the team that brought him to the United States. Well, now, uh, I want to say a few days ago, um, uh, Medicaid and Medicare are sitting down with, with Healthy I.O. And, and we are very proud of, of that because, you know, real kidney advocates are not out just telling their powerful story and trying to hit every stage they can hit to tell mm-hmm. their powerful story. Real advocates... Are, try, are doing, are changing policy, mm-hmm. and not to put the name on something, mm-hmm. but changing policy that's going to benefit the people that they serve. So this, m- making connections like that, getting testing to the people that mm-hmm. need it the most, making sure that the information is communicated
1: mm-hmm.
2: to the patients, that's advocacy.
1: See... I agree with that, but you put a little more trust in the government than I do because what I see is that – and there are a lot of institutions who are actually pushing for, there's a couple government enti- entities that they're trying to request that this is mandatory, that, that, uh, the, uh, the, the renal panels and the, and the, and the kidney numbers are included mm-hmm. and required and mandated, right? And so there's, a, there's a process that's going on there that's trying to make that happen, right? But then where Tiffany and I was, was, there's, that, so there's that issue, and then there's the issue in which, uh, it's being communicated to patients. Uh, I like to refer to patients as patients slash customers of the healthcare service, right? And then, but it's the communication phase. It's how people communicate it to you. Uh, I was thinking of the lady that I met in Lulling uh, the other day, and she was saying, and she's a nurse, she was saying, they just wrote on my son's panels on his blood work, smiley, smiley faces. faces. And I could see, that he was going down, that his While kidney function was going down, right? Smiley faces and so, all the there way is down. that policy, but mm-hmm. then there is that mm-hmm. space in which doctors have to communicate it, right, to them, and then two, in which they actually have to run the test. Very few, very, very few hospitals, very few clinics, very few practice, practices, have a policy in place to screen their most at-risk patients for chronic kidney disease. Yeah. And then even fewer have a communication, an effective communication plan in place to communicate that to them. So they can know what their options are, what the risks are, and give them medical justification for either following the guidelines or not following the guidelines as they relate to diabetes and chronic kidney disease and cardiovascular so
2: Once again, nobody's coming to save us. You have to ask the right questions. We have the questions for you to ask because your health is in your hands. So you have to take charge of your care team. You are the leader of your care team. Ask the right questions so you can save your health.
1: And you've been listening to On the Record with Kevin and Tiffany, 9.30 a.m., The Answer, home of conservative talk radio. You've been
0: enjoying On the Record with Tiffany. We encourage you to share these stories with friends and family. You can listen to other shows by going to 9.30amtheanswer.com. And join us next week for On the Record with Tiffany on 9.30 a.m., The Answer.